Welcome to Animates, a retro anime review comedy podcast. Join our resident animator Mackenzie and anime noob Lindsay as they delve into their VHS vault and review the best and worst of what the 80s and 90s had to offer. These episodes contain spoilers and adult language, so stick around if you're cool like that. This week, we're walking a fine line between good and bad, between too much and too little cheese. Will this week's series get a pizza our hearts and leave us with stuffed crust? Or did it fail to rise to the occasion will leave us undercooked? Find out right now as we discuss Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh my gosh, hello Mackenzie, how are you? I'm good, you know, sitting in the dark. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, me too! Recording a podcast is pretty good. Oh my gosh! Uh, before this, I was eating some Takis and drawing because I've decided that for the first time in 18 years, I'm going to start drawing again. Mm-hmm. What flavor of Takis did you get? Um, Just the nacho. Oh. I'm not a fan of the Fuego, not because they're too hot, I just prefer the nacho. Sometimes the... Uh, that other one, the the sweet spicy one, that one's good too. Mm-hmm. That's but cool. yeah, I uh, I've been drawing, which has been frustrating because I don't like taking time to learn things. Isn't it frustrating when you you have an idea in your head, but your hand is just like not coordinating and it's not cooperating with you? I'm literally looking at like a photo of like Ranma, and I've drawn my circles, I've drawn my guidelines, I've drawn everything. And it still ends up looking like one of those cat photos where it's really up close and zoomed in and <laughs> just derpy looking. Yep. But I'm welcome get, to the I'm life of an there. artist. Oh my god! In fact, you... I did one Ranma art piece that I posted on our Twitter, and it has now got more views, likes, and reblogs than any post we've done. Really? Okay. Yeah, which is a little embarrassing, but I mean, exposure is exposure. I mean, yep. I mean, people well, die of exposure, but you know. But what about you? The good news is, uh, in the last episode, I said that um, I was going to burn your house down, and that didn't happen. I'm very happy you didn't burn my house down. Uh, especially Both. considering you just finished it, question mark? We finished renovating the basement. So it's no. It, we brought it into this millennium, got rid of some of the asbestos, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I saw some now of the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I saw some of the before photos, and it was very 70s. Well, and the funny thing was, is that we took the before photos during the day and then the after photos we took at night and they, the after photos are so much brighter and it looks like such a brighter space. So it was just really funny to see that. And it's not that I hated the previous look. Oh, I hated it. It's just, it wasn't great. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see it in person, so you don't know how terrible it was. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're, you're, well, I hate that you left the city, but I'm glad that your new home is going well. Yeah, it is going well. I just uh, ordered $350 worth of wallpaper for my house. Oh. So I'm going to be that eccentric aunt with just a maximalist uh, aesthetic in their home. So we're, go- we're going back to the 1800s where it's all wallpaper patterns all the so time. Much. And like wall paneling. And I'm just thinking back to like all the wall paneling I just ripped out of my basement because it was hideous. And I'm like, oh, but this stuff is new. It's fine. It looks nice. And I'm like, (laughs) in 50 years, when someone buys this house for me, they're going to be like, ugh, what is this wall paneling? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You you just never sell the house. It's fine. 
it's fine. You're, you're a millennial and you bought a house. There's no chance you're selling now. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. It's it's <laughs> mine. I'm living that millennial dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, we're uh, or this week we watched Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> it was something. Um, I mean, I love a high camp series, which this very much was. And it's funny because it wasn't that campy originally. Oh, did they like add the camp in like just really heavy handedly when they translated it to English? Well, first airing in Japan in 1990, it was an mm -hmm. action comedy children's show, of course, much like it is in Canada where it was dubbed. Uh, but the series, uh, unfortunately, during transition over over the over the ocean, uh, the script was lost. Really? And, uh, more or less. And Tatsunoka Productions wasn't picking up their phone. So it was up to Michael Arrington uh, to write the English dub using nothing but the animation in front of him. And this that's is pretty much it. This is like a who's line sketch, basically. They were, they were given full permission to do what really? they wanted with it. And they didn't have to like get, oh, wow. They didn't have to like send scripts back to Japan to be like, is this nope. okay? Wow. Full, full writing I and distribution rights. Love this so and, much. And boy, did his team of writers get to work. They went for it. The series went from being this like, you know, cute little action show to a fourth wall breaking adult joke filled circus. Oh, yeah. Um, that gave kids, you know, their much needed entertainment, but it also gave say, the adults watching it with their children something to. There was to... a shaved cat joke, and I laughed. Oh so hard there are jokes that i as a kid would have never and didn't nope. get nope when i saw it as a kid and there was jokes as an adult listening and i'm just like oh my god i know no you're wonder like some how of this stuff had to be cut this? for the u.s markets <laughs> so oh i love that i love that our country yeah. did that now regardless of the weird changes in writing the plot still followed the same progression i feel like you would have to yeah, because the animation's still there. It's got to be somewhat following that, even if the yeah. words are completely randomly written. Would they get, like, the whole season? I guess they would get all the, the season at once. Then they could at least, like, watch it through, know what's coming up, so they didn't, like, write an episode, and then in the next episode be like, ah, shit, we need to change a bunch of stuff. It was literally on the fly as they go, write it, here's your lines, do the thing. Um, and it was... It took six years for that dub to make it to the U.S. Seriously? Six yeah. years? That's so long. Yeah. And they had to cut a bunch of stuff from it, too. <laughs> the series follows a busy pizza shop uh, ran and owned by Francine. The, yes, the dumb one of the series. It who turns out to rhymes. be. Yep. Who always, who always rhymes with everything she says. Turns out to be the owner of this pizza shop. It Which makes me is, think of Shakespeare because Shakespeare, you can tell that characters are like lower on the social class scale because of they'll always rhyme. And Francine always rhymes. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Maybe. But I when I was researching her, I was like, oh, she's the owner. I never would have guessed that. No, I thought she was just like help that was hired and they felt too bad to fire her. Yeah, she was like the secretary from Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so this pizza shop is the home of the Samurai Pizza Cats, a group of elite warriors that jump to any threat to take it down, protect their city, and be home in time for a hot pizza pie dinner. But 
that's kind of an over over exaggerated statement. I, I was gonna say their marketing them... department definitely had uh, had some say in there. Yeah, no, you you have, <laughs> they have a fairly... the VOT the VOT marketing department. Exactly, behind it. exactly. <laughs> now you you were really excited to watch this series. Do you kind of have a connection to it from childhood? Seriously, not actually. You know what the funny story is about this and why I was like, oh my gosh, Samurai Pizza Cats it was because back oh my gosh, I want to say in like university when I first got there, I watched a bunch of cartoons from my childhood and because they were like comfort shows when I was homesick. Yeah. And I was watching YouTube um, compilations of like 80s and 90s cartoon um, like cartoon theme songs and yep. Samurai Pizza Cats was in there and I just remember being like, this show looks insane. I want to watch it. And then I never got around to it and completely forgot about it until <laughs> you put it on a list of potential shows that we could watch. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can finally watch it. Awesome. I'm glad I could, you know, bring it back to the front of your mind. Hell yeah. You mentioned the fact that you didn't really watch it much as a kid. I saw it as a kid live on YTV, but I didn't pay much attention to it because it wasn't like the other shows that were also on at the time. So there's so many better shows. So yeah, I was kind of like, oh, it's, it's fun or whatever, but I would prefer the other stuff. If my dad gave me the option of like, you get two shows, what are you watching tonight? Yeah. Samurai Pizza Cats is out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be like one of those shows where you're like, okay, well, like Pokemon's on at this time and then there's Samurai Pizza Cats, but then there's Digimon after that. So I'll just watch all three of them or whatever, because I don't want to miss, you know, the next show that I really want to see. Exactly. Or it's like, if I have to do chores, I'll do them during Pizza Cats so I can get my next episode of the series that comes after it or something. Yeah, exactly. You, you mentioned the theme song. Um, I thought the theme song was sung by the singer of the B-52s, Fred Schneider. <laughs> but it turns out that it was actually done by the scriptwriter, Michael Errington. Who oh, did I thought a really you were going to say, good... like, Danny Elfman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably no. Nope. But it, so he, apparently he, they were drunk at a bar and he did a, like, a joke song as the singer of the b-52s and they were like that's it that's that's it that's what we need you are our theme song i love that it was just like a drunken bit that just like no seriously we need to do this if there's anything about samurai pizza cats a drunken bit probably explains most of this series yeah i think so <laughs> i mean there are intros outros and transformations in every episode which takes yep. up almost six minutes of animation oh my time gosh. right when I, yeah when we were um when i was watching the theme song i was like this this is amazing but then also i was like oh it's still going like it's like mm -hmm. a like a two minute theme song yep. and then at the end a few minutes later during a transformation it's almost the exact same theme song again yep and it's like what are you doing please oh my gosh please stop <laughs> i don't i don't need to hear this seven times an episode again it's that like high camp drunk bit <laughs> Exa ex exactly exactly we get introduced to our characters kind of in the intro yep uh and of course again a million other times because every time they've got to show up to a bad guy they have to reintroduce themselves and their weapons for some reason i know right it's i was like <sighs> we're not even like cutting this down at all it's literally the same like doesn't matter when they're getting like fired out of the gun thing or they're like or um speedy is taking out his sword or whatever like it's mm -hmm. always the same and sometimes the same animation oh yeah like just 
copy paste, which isn't an issue with the dub per se. That's just mm-hmm. an issue with it in general. But when they were given this script, they weren't given, like I said, or sorry, they weren't given a script. When they wrote this script. They wrote the characters. They wrote what they were about. They wrote all the side characters that everything was, everybody was saying. And they did not pull any punches. Nope. Because, and we'll, I'm sure we'll bring up some of these during our, our episodes, our episode breakdowns, but there is some shit that gets said that is wild. It's, yeah, if I had a kid and they were watching this show and I was listening to it, I'd be like, oh, it's it's like, it's like when Shrek came out, yeah. like back in 2001, like you're like, oh my gosh, this is a children's movie. And they just said that. But the kids don't pick up on it. So it's totally nope. fine. Yep. It, it's, it's that thing where it's played for the adults. Speaking of the adults, I'm assuming all of these cats are adults because they live and work in a pizza shop and are yeah, superheroes yeah. and they don't have parents that we've met. And we've got we've got a few core characters, obviously starting with Francine, who's mm-hmm. the owner, and the kind of like sends them on their missions, but usually sends them in the wrong direction because she can't fire the gun properly. Uh, and then we got the pizza cats themselves with Speedy Service. Which I'm like <laughs> those those don't those those two words don't make sense. What does ceviche mean again? Ceviche is like a I think it's like a shrimp. Uh, like it's like a cold shrimp tapas, I guess, with huh. like cilantro and lime and onions and stuff like that. Like it's like, yeah, it's like a it's like a cold seafood salsa, I guess. Except it's okay. not. I'm so sorry to the Latin community. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh, it says here seafood dish prepared not by cooking but by using citrus to treat the meat. Ah, okay. So like agua chile and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but he's the, he's the fun, goofy one of the group. And he has a magical sword. We learn a couple episodes and it's magical. And is it? I mean, it's mostly just a a sword. sword. Yeah. It like can shoot laser beams apparently. But so he's, he's kind of the goofy one who always gets like shit on. Yeah. He's like the, um, wacko Warner. Yeah. And then we've got Guido Anchovy, Mm -hmm. which is. A fantastic name. <laughs> it sounds like like a character, like a like a cut character from Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> yo, what's up? I'm Guido Anchovy. I'm here on the shore. What we doing, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just has like a really bad spray tan and frosted tips. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yo, where the bad guys at, huh? You I got my super me? cool umbrella. <laughs> Does he is, have the umbrella? Yeah, I Guido's got Polly the. Polly did. No, Polly's got her claws. Guido's oh. got the samurai sunspot umbrella, which can either blind people with sunlight, shoot fire, does like a a non-fire heat beam that can hypnotize the enemies. So it's the penguin's umbrella. Kind of yeah, <laughs> but like high tech. <laughs> sure. He also has a sword that's contained in that. That has Again. like a firepower as well because he's a samurai. Cobblepot. It's it's the penguin's umbrella. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's you know he's he's the he's the bad boy of the group. Ooh, that he's fits got, with the like Jersey Shore vibe. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of a dick. And our our third samurai pizza cat is Polly Esther, which I was like, oh my gosh, that name. It feels like it literally is out of a John Waters film. <laughs> 
I mean, there's uh, a John Waters film called Polyester. Yeah. She has the power of claws. Um, but those claws yes, aren't do. just used as claws. They send out hearts that hypnotize the enemy into loving her. And then she attacks them and from paralyzing oh, no. them with love and no. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she, she, I can She's there. almost guarantee. And I know this because I did some digging on Reddit, which I highly regret. <laughs> that she was some people's awakening into some subcultures. Really? really? Um, like furry subculture or which ones? Yeah. But there's there's a future character we'll see later on who is even more of a introduction for people that uh, I... Oh, man. It's, uh, it's hard to search on Reddit and not be seeing images you don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've so... heard that Reddit is kind of like the Wild West. <laughs> so I was like... I put on text mode after the first couple searches because I was like, I need to escape <laughs> this to text. Again, I'm not yucking anyone's yum here. I just don't need to say it. You're like, I'm here for research purposes, people. Yeah. And then the only other voice that we really get a lot is the narrator. Yes. Who kind of sounds like the B-52 guy, but not quite as much. Yeah. He's got that like um, that um, tempo in his voice where he does that yeah. like. And now the pizza cats are fighting. Exactly. Yeah. So Guido and the narrator are actually the same voice actor. Okay. I could see that. That doesn't surprise me. But it's not just like these people are in some sort of voice acting cult because all of the main <laughs> cast, their entire anime specific voice list is almost identical. Wow. And it's all weird, like Japanese animation. I don't say just anime, Japanese animation, because it's like all of them did the voices for some Japanese animation version of the jungle book or a thing about a bush baby in Australia, <laughs> like a bunch of random ass shows that like, it's like Tim Burton, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. They're all in the same shit. Like I was trying to find like, Ooh, what are they in? And I was like, Oh, they are all in the exact same thing. <laughs> okay. And I guess the Wonder studio they that they the were, jobs. yeah, I guess the studio that they were with just took on a bunch of like, Japanese random animation stuff and bought the rights to it for America oh, or for well. Canada. And they, for some reason, didn't want to branch out. <laughs> they, <laughs> they had their team and they were going to use them. I mean, a paycheck's a paycheck. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> a paycheck <laughs> is a paycheck. I would love to not search for work if it meant that I could just do a bunch of random oh, Japanese yeah. voiceover oh, yeah. work. Exactly. If someone is like, you'll be here forever, we'll pay you well but you just have to keep doing all this stuff for us. I'd be like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's literally what a job is apparently for some people. Yep, exactly. This <laughs> series so off the rails. How off that... the rails is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so off the rails. There's an episode where a train track is taken off the rails, mm -hmm. which is true <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> let's uh, let's move into talking about the episodes here because there's a lot of crazy shit to talk about. There's what so much crazy here. shit to talk about. So without further ado, let's uh Yeah, let's let's get into this. Let's start on episode oh one. I was saying, shall we start with episode one, Mackenzie? Okay, uh, sounds good. It's usually the, the best point to start from. Okay, fine. I mean, if you insist, I will start with episode one. Wait, you watched um, episode one to five? I watched episode thirty to thirty-eight. Oh damn it, this is gonna be a weird podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was also so scared that you watched like you were going to watch the Japanese version and I was going to watch the English version. And then we just no. have like contrasting. Watching anything. the Japanese version would be pointless because the whole point 
of people outside of Japan watching Samurai Pizza Cats and knowing about it is from the obscene dub. <laughs> so if we were to watch just the Japanese, it wouldn't, it, there'd be nothing to talk about. We'd be like, all right, yeah, it's a little show. They do this. All right, cool. I don't get to talk about how um, Guido is actually the leftist and Speedy is the Greenpeace-hating fascist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just a direct I quote. love it. Oh, man. All right. Well, episode one is called Stop Dragon My Cat Around. Um, and it actually is a mimic of the song Stop Dragon My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. Did you know that? I did not know that, and I also have never heard the song. I haven't either. I just saw that it was a fun fact that I thought everybody else would love to share. Because <laughs> who doesn't love Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so we start off in the city of Little Tokyo, which is where, I don't know, like I guess the Pizza Cats live. And it is it, uh, said to be a city of contrast. Well, yeah, there's like a million anthropomorphic animals. But they're also that- robots. That's oh, I'm, well, well, I got. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that shit later. It's also the home of the world's largest ball of twine. I I like how my brain was like. I thought that was in Alberta. <laughs> I don't know. Nope, we have. it's in we Little Tokyo. All right, good to know. Oh man, and then yeah, we get this like vaught line of the Pizza Cat's restaurant where the true heroes are the customers. It, it's. It's a busy joint. It is. Oh my gosh. So busy. Pumping. Like they are bringing. No wonder they can afford all this fucking tech crap. They've mm-hmm. got so much money coming in from how much bloody pizza they're selling. And it's not good sounding pizza. No, it's like very, it's like anchovies and like, I don't even know. And like artichokes what, or something. One, of them, one or... of them was, I think they said bolognese and yogurt. Like it's just oh. a random crap on these pizzas. Yeah. And we just get this introduction. Whatever you want. Yeah, to the shop. And it the first thing that stuck with me is Speedy's running around delivering orders. And some guy's like, hey, there's mold on this cheese. And he goes, that's okay. It's how you got to get your greens. Oh, no. Wouldn't it be blue, though? Depends on what kind of cheese you have. It's true. But I mean, if it gets to some point, you're just going to have to name it. Yeah. And then we, we see Polly. We're introduced to Polly when some kid's like, hey, do you serve shrimp? And she's like, yeah, we'll serve you, kid. <laughs> Oh, the puns, they do not stop in this show. This show is, if you're like a dad looking for dad jokes, this show is 90% pun. Oh, you will. You will find them and you will be set for years. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's just pun after pun after pun. Yeah. And so after we kind of get a bit of an introduction to the inside of this place, Mm -hmm. uh, Speedy is given a delivery of another disgusting sounding pizza to a resident cutie patootie Lucille. Oh my gosh. And he's like, Oh my gosh, Lucille, I absolutely want to do this. But then Guido is like, Oh no, but I want to deliver to Lucille. And we get this like bonkers competition between them trying to be the one to deliver this pizza to this cute little cat <laughs> that they both have a crush on. That's not um, a cat. Is it? It's, it's not a what ram. Is it? She has ram horns. Oh, I'm stupid because I did not think she was a ram. <laughs> I thought she was a cat and it was just a weird headpiece. <laughs> no, she's got like ram horns and like little thingy things. And her face is different than a cat's. Oh, well. <laughs> well, regardless, 
whatever they, she's they cute. eventually yeah exactly <laughs> they eventually get to lucille uh with speedy finally winning by running over guido with like a bus mm-hmm. which is what <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but don't worry because guido's gonna get him back because he'll pull a tree out of the lawn and smack speedy in the face with it but, but before before we get there though speedy catches up he's delivering this thing to lucille and then he breaks the wall for the first time and he looks at the camera and he goes she may be an animated character but she's more than that to me so guido catches up and then he jumps on speedy pushing him into the ground and he has a poem for lucille which is off the fucking rails he goes there once was a beauty named lucille whose pretty puss could make a pussycat real her lovers would sigh to the heavens they'd cry and then speedy jumps up and breaks a tree over his face oh man as you do that's an insane poem uh yeah because it's not he call him a neo-fascist feline or something like that oh my gosh so um he will first so guido gets called a pinko which is a leftist by speedy and then guido calls speedy a greenpeace hating fascist (laughs) or no sorry he calls he calls guido a greenpeace pinko or something but he hates greenpeace and then yeah he calls him a fascist (laughs) which i'm like wow fascist jokes at a children's show Within 10 seconds, we got talking about this Rams Vijay. Yep. And then this like back and forth between these two of like crazy political callouts. <laughs> uh, and then to break up, of course, this this tension after or sorry. Well, first, Lucille breaks up the tension by getting stressed, at which point her head explodes into a bunch of rockets and rains down on everybody. Yep. Uh, and then a mechanical dragon appears as a cloud comes over the city and attacks and destroys an entire city block with a nice little note they said including a home for aging ninja turtles i know i saw that i was like oh it was adorable yeah and of course lucille is more worried about her pizza because her pizza got messed up during all this yeah which i mean priorities yeah of course yeah Uh, (laughs) and then we get the (laughs) i don't have a blot on this so maybe you do there's a meeting okay. that happens yeah there the tokyo city hall local businesses meet to talk about like what this attack from the dragon is going to mean and they're like yeah steel reinforced umbrellas are selling like hotcakes and like things like that and they're like oh cool so it's just like capitalism is doing great with this dragon that's attacking the the city and you're like all right all right and this is where we meet of course the big cheese so then Seymour, Seymour Cheese? Or Seymour Cheese. Oh my gosh. I love his voice. It's so oh, it's funny. so good. I, as soon as I heard him and I was like, Seymour Cheese. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did I just get that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't realize it was a pin, a, a pin, a pun. All the names are puns. I, you know, I feel so dumb now. <laughs> it's okay. Ugh. Yeah. Like like yeah. Big Al Dente? Jeez. Al Dente? There was a huh? there, there was a lot of them that I noted later on. Uh, Jerry Atrick? Yeah. Uh there's, there's so many. But yeah, so there's this meeting. I the note I have for that is that one guy like made a good point. He was like, "Yeah, but if this keeps happening, this other thing is causing problems." Like, "Oh, we can't have that actually. Maybe we should stop it." 
<laughs> You're and, like, fine. Yeah. And so we cut back to this, this dragon and it's attacking and we get the next bonkers line. There's a crow who's one of the gangsters, I guess, who's riding this dragon. And he says, this is more fun than throwing water balloons at a drowning man. <laughs> I, li- I had that written down too. And I was like, whoa, that is straight up savage. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like, in case you didn't know these were the bad guys. Now that you line, do. Yeah, that line absolutely tells you that. And so it cuts back to the, the pizza cats being told like, hey, we got a problem. Because mm-hmm. they're boss guy not their boss but like the mayor or something is yeah i guess it, they did they he picked up his like bat phone and like was like i need you guys <laughs> and so we get our first intro of the tr- of i thought they were transforming but because they're already I know, wearing right? that's armor. what i thought too yeah like they're already wearing armor mm-hmm. and they like jump into their ovens which i thought was kind of cool yep i was like that's kind of funny i like that and they, they get put into more slash different ish armor I thought of like the Power Rangers when they're getting into their like, I don't know, like weird animatronic things that form the big Power Rangers. Oh, Ranger. the Zords? That's, yeah. I thought they were going into Zords too, but instead they yep. just got shot out of a gun. Yep. Which Francine <laughs> says she likes it because it makes her think of piano lessons. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so we get the like the first time we hear the song where they're like, you know, there's like another theme song when they're like going through the whole thing. And I was like, okay, sure. Didn't mm-hmm, really think mm-hmm. much of it. Yep. And then they shoot through the air and we get one of our first repeat tropes of the series, which is a mom and her son. Oh my gosh. That make funny quips. I have their names. Oh gosh. Where is it? Yeah. And then we get Mama and Junior with their recurring quips that happen. I didn't make note of what this one was because it passed too quickly. Um, I kind of made note of it later on. Yeah. But so they're shot of this cannon. The dragon continues what the narrator describes as his orgy of destruction. <laughs> we get a character introduction scene as if like the, like the Power Rangers, they're landing and they're like posing and like saying yeah, what they're, they're like here superhero for. Lands. And then for some reason, they have to call out all of their weapons that they're de- using. Like, yep, I got my umbrella. I got my claws. I'm like, OK, it's the first episode. They're introducing these things. No, yeah. they're going to do that every episode. A hundred percent. They're like. We don't want to write more script. We will just keep using stuff. Cut and paste, cut and paste. Exactly. And so yeah. a, a, a fight ensues. Pretty simple. Oh, we jump around. We pull out our sword. We cut the dragon in half. Yeah. We all win in all as well. Well, and I love that while they're doing this, they're like, who do you think is going to win? Well, we'll give you a hint because we're the stars of this cartoon. Like, just get a, like, mm-hmm. meta break in the fourth wall. And they, it's... It's a recurring theme, and at times it's mm-hmm. funny. Sometimes oh, it's yeah. not great, but they they win, and that's the episode. And I'm th- yeah. sitting here like, why do they work at the pizza place? If their job is saving the town, why they, do they like, have to work? It's not even a secret identity. Like, they know. No. Everyone knows who it is. Yep. It's, I don't know. That was that was kind of weird for me. Oh, well, and the other thing was like, so Polly uses her claw attack to attack this dragon. And then, yeah, it's funny because then there's just these dragon legs left and they have to like attack these these little weird like mechanical legs. And you're like, okay, well, that's still terrorizing the town. I guess I'll just Guido just slices them with the samurai swords and that's how it ends. But it's just little two little legs walking around. I thought it was funny. Hey, legs can be dangerous. They can be. Have you seen Goldeneye? (laughs) 
Famka just <laughs> killing people with her thighs. Okay, so then afterwards we go to episode two, which is titled The Town is Full of Sushi. Panic. Panic. Which panic. I love a stage direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts out with the the sushi chef walking home from his shift at night, and he was dared to like walk home with his eyes closed the entire time. And he's talking about like, oh, this is the last time I let the guys dare me to walk home with my eyes closed. And then like, he gets how attacked. Would, how yeah. would they know if he opened his eyes? I know, right? Like, are they I mean, following him? I mean, home? I'm glad like, he's an honest man, but also like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, these crows, I don't know if you if you if you notice this, they're called former ice capade skaters. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the ice capades failed and they turned to a life of crime. I mean, it happens. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so these the crows just basically come and kidnap this poor sushi chef. And he still keeps his eyes closed, even when he's in danger. Yeah, so we have this little exposition, and then we go cut to the next day. And the business is booming at the pizza place, which uh, Francine lets everybody know that uh, the poem comes free with your order. And mm-hmm. so she always gives them a little a little quip every time she gets an order. And I was like, work. <laughs> uh, Guido gets to do a delivery to the home for wayward girls, which he is very excited about. Which is um, a little he, creepy, because usually that's uh, for people yeah. under the age of 18. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, no. But yeah, I also love that he got shot, shot out of the cannon to deliver this pizza. It's quicker. Yeah, I guess so. He does make a note during this, though, because he eventually gets on the ground and he's like sliding across the ground. And he makes a note that not even traffic laws will stop him. (laughs) After that, we get we cut to Lucille wondering where her brother is, because I guess her brother is the sushi chef. And I like that her priorities are she wants to know where he could be and if she should go get her hair straightened. Also makes a note that she wishes he wouldn't scream when he gets kidnapped because it woke her up. So, like, very clearly knows that something happened to her, happened to him, and just, like, wants to know if she should get her hair straightened. And while she's thinking this, she walks right over Speedy, and then, yeah, tells him, oh, my brother's missing. And after she kind of explains this, we get a little bit of a flashback where her brother is being fired because he made bad sushi because it had jalapenos on it or something. Yeah, I guess. And, like, the big cheese has the spice tolerance of a white person. Exactly. It cuts to al dente placing an order that the cats have to go and fly to him and all he tells them is that the city is doomed and then they have to go back home to get changed into their armor and then launch again as if he couldn't just fucking call them yeah apparently and tell them like hey we've got problems and the the problem is that mr mr uh sushi chef was kidnapped and brainwashed into controlling a giant sushi monster yeah and sorry, just like a makes giant people... machine yeah yeah that makes people into sushi and, and oh and then yeah when francine fires them she like fires them in the wrong direction and so they hit the right building but the wrong or but way too fast and they're just smashing into it yeah yeah and then while it, like chaos is ensuing as people are getting made into sushi by this mechanical monster uh lucille sees that he's using this special two finger technique for making sushi and realizes oh my gosh my brother like he does he does he's the one who made that technique so clearly it must be him i don't like that she can recognize her brother's two finger technique so easily (laughs) oh no 
because they also sleep in the same room. And I think this was just like a translation error. I don't think it's her brother. Oh, man, I really hope that it's not her brother. <laughs> it's just a bad translation. Uh, <laughs> but we the big cheese, we find out the reason he's doing this is he's hoping to scare people so that they buy useless diet supplements from him. Yep. For some reason. He's all about that almighty dollar. He's got a he's got a hustle, which I'm just like, yeah, it's true. The true villain is capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> There's, of course, another fight scene, which is exactly like the previous episode. Yep. They show up. They announce themselves. They fight. He uses his magic sword. And then yep. they gets made into they, sushi. He gets. Yeah. Oh, they get no, made Guido. Into Guido yeah. gets made into sushi. You're right. Yeah. Guido gets made into sushi and Speedy saves the day. Yep. Because he sees with his X-ray goggles that the brother is hypnotized in the head of the of the mechanical exactly. monster. Exactly. Apparently, that every you know they've got a, a solution for everything in their little oh, suits yeah. here. They're so prepared. And we we kind of end the the series or the episode, sorry, with Big Cheese overheating and exploding. Yeah. And I this mean, is where I was like, is he a robot? Is or he? is he a cyborg? I thought he was a robot. I think it might be like a cyberpunk thing where they're just augmented with a bunch of like, cause he's eating real food mm -hmm. and a robot wouldn't need to yeah. eat real food. Yeah. I guess you're right. But for yeah, some reason. Are, yeah. I think, I think they are like cyber cybernetic or whatever. Cause I think there are animals that are, I think it's, I think it seems like it's a mix where there yeah, are some animals. And, yeah. Cause the pizza cats aren't robots. No, they're cats with like tech, but Lucille has a robot skull basically that has rockets in it for some reason yeah for maybe whatever we're overthinking reason, this for a children's cartoon maybe or maybe later in the episodes we find out that she's a little more important yeah maybe episode three dig a deep hole then dig some more which i was like how ominous i know right uh Man. starts with lucille inviting the boys over for a date and then changes her mind to go shopping instead but doesn't tell the two boys <laughs> Where we get the line, Lucille has such a clean mind because she keeps changing it. Oh my gosh, which is like such a good burn. And so we we experience another terrorist attack when mm -hmm. a train is hijacked by the Gargonzola gang, which is the crows being run by the big cheese. I don't know why yeah. crows and rats are working together. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're getting paid well by a big bad, then I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But he always seems to be broke because he keeps trying to have these money making schemes. <laughs> but so this, this backfire. Yeah. And so this train is hijacked and it's it's like the big bads there. And mm -hmm. he's like, if anyone tries to escape, you'll face the ultimate punishment. And everyone's like, oh, no, not the ultimate punishment. And we learn that the ultimate punishment is not being invited to the big cheese's <laughs> birthday party. Oh, man. I mean, like, I love it because it's such a children's punishment mm -hmm. like just not getting the invitation to the birthday party even though you want it so bad so people are like oh no okay we'll go along with this yeah we'll do and anything just please invite us to your birthday <laughs> the hostages are being forced to dig a tunnel into this old ancient royal vault so that uh seymour cheese can see more cheddar when he opens <laughs> and gets all that money and can yeah. pay off what he says are his credit card debts and to yep. be able to pay retail prices again. Oh, man. Which I was like, oh, my gosh, that is that is too close to home. <laughs> I don't think he'd be able to survive in 2023 inflation. That is no. for certain. Because no. the time when this came out, it wasn't quite that bad. 
I mean, now our big cheese is just Galen Weston holding groceries for hostage. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if a samurai pizza cat bonked him on the head with an umbrella. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the for the agents from CSIS listening, this is a fictional character that cannot bonk him on the head. So don't it's come true. after me. Yep. <laughs> I am calling for cartoon violence, not real violence. Oh, man. I love cartoon violence. It's so good. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they put two and two together when they find out that uh, there is a missing train car that Lucille's probably on the car. We're only going to go look for this missing group of people only to find Lucille. Yep, that's their only motivation, just strictly from your crush. Exactly. Oh, sorry. And Seymour Cheese's other thing he wants to do is to buy the pizza shop and fire the cats. (laughs) Which, like, okay. All right, do it. Sure. You could just blow it up, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of other options you could do. There are many. But so they go looking for this tunnel and we kind of cut to in the tunnel where all of these people are being forced to dig and there's like robots helping them dig. Yep. Um, And they can't find where they are. They can't find where they are. And then all of a sudden an explosion comes whizzing out of a curtain painted to look like a wall. Oh my gosh, that curtain was hilarious. And they're like, oh, they must be over here. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And is it because of Lucille? She gets called wimpy by one of the yeah. birds and then she like starts exploding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, she, she shoots off her load every time she gets scared <laughs> or feels bad. She shoots I, off her load. I realize that was a weird way to put that, but I'm going <laughs> to keep it. <laughs> and so. Staying in. So eventually, after digging a bunch, the people in the tunnel find a an entrance to this vault, this ancient vault, and they open it up, and inside are a bunch of giant fish bowls full of fish, and we get a flashback to the ancient map that they were looking at, where one word was burned off of it, and it turns out the word before, uh, uh the word after gold was fish yep because he had like an obsession with this giant goldfish he the the king from back in the day the emperor sorry from back in the day uh banned anyone from owning or eating this one specific type of fish because it was all for him and when he died in like a boating accident they said screw you but his his hidden palace underground was lost and the crazy thing about this is how did they survive yeah right like goldfish are they don't really are they're really known for their constitution no they roll they roll 20s and it's still a critical fail oh absolutely and they're just chilling there in water like there's no food there's no nothing and they're like oh well shit (laughs) there goes our money and the cats haven't arrived yet because as they were chasing this one rocket they got hit by another rocket and sent flying away so they have to power back up get changed into their special outfits and come zooming back there yep to save the day which when they get like shot out of the tunnel again we get an excellent line from mama mutton jr where jr says look mama they're going into the sewer and she says yes many people these days need a second job to afford rent and boy did i feel that (laughs) holy crap i'm glad the pizza cats in little tokyo are also facing a housing crisis 
I mean, like I'm pretty the sure they live us. in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, they don't really say if they live anywhere else. <laughs> it's probably the restaurant. Because they eat yeah, dinner probably. there, they eat everything there, so I'm going to assume. I mean, yeah, why would they need to go anywhere else? Yeah, so the cats arrive. Yep. They do their intros again. The song plays again. Yep. We learn no about their weapons again. And then <laughs> Lucille gets made fun of again and launches a bunch of rockets, which make the bad guys run away and decide, mm -hmm. screw this. We're going to lock you in here. So they all like, yep. as they're digging a new tunnel away, because the other one collapsed, they're like recollapsing it behind them as they go they're like, to trap them all. in there. Um, and so the bad guys are trying to get away. And we see this little clip of them like doing figure oh eights underground, like going it's all just, over the place. It's just like the worm game where you're just, oh man. And then they burst out. Yeah, exactly. And then they they burst out uh, out of the ground. But before they burst out of the ground, we are introduced to another pizza cat. Yeah, there's like a special backup pizza cat because, you know, sometimes they need help. And apparently he's out of the four that we've been introduced to now. He's the most capable. Yeah, uh, he his, is kind of intense. His name's Miausma. Mm -hmm. And he has Which like is drills and saws on his arms and legs. And he tunnels straight to them, but he does it by going through the, the the ocean, which was a bad idea because now the entire thing is flooding. Yeah, which I was like, you're just making more problems for these people. Yeah, but thankfully the bad guys poke back up in the exact same tunnel, helping to drain the water. Yep. Because they have zero sense of direction. Man. Uh, and yep. And of then... course, a fight ensues. The exact same thing happens like every other episode. Couple people get caught, one frees them, and then Speedy pulls out his sword and saves the day. And we get the same like intro to Speedy's sword that we got in the previous episodes. Oh man, the same length, unedited. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, can you please not? <laughs> can we just get like a, a like a, an easier or a quicker way to get to this? We we understand. <laughs> yeah. So on to episode four, which is titled Have Problems by the Cards of Happiness. Wait, you got a different episode name than I did. What did you get? I copied the one from Crunchyroll, <gasps> which is the Great Golden Cluck. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. All right. Well, I guess there's two different titles. I don't even because I also watched this one on Crunchyroll um yeah well we open on speedy delivering a rat tail and fish head pizza which automatically barf <laughs> and as he's doing this this weird golden giant chicken buddha shows up just in the middle of town you know whatever um it's called the golden cluck and bad bird says that it offers happiness and wealth for purchase i was like oh no and this is speedy, already... speedy sees it and calls it tweety bird on, on hormones I mean, he's not wrong. It is Tweety Bird on HGH. Um, and then we get introduced to my favorite couple, Mr. and Mrs. Bonehead, who are the first in line. For to, the get their, to get their wishes granted from this giant golden cluck. Yep. And she says, like, if you cure my husband, I won't say anything bad about the phone company ever again. But did, did, you, did you hear what her wish is, though? For him to be healed? What was it? To summarize it she wants him to build a fuck again 
Oh my gosh, of course it is. And we get that like inside zoom of his body, which is robotic inside. So again, another possible cyborg where okay. his like messed up hip joints are fixed. <laughs> oh, so he can thrust. So he can thrust. And then the next quote is like, oh, now we can get, now we can, now he can get funky with it. Oh my gosh. That's awful. <laughs> hey, old people fuck too, okay? I mean, yeah, it is true. That is a search term. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> what happens next? Well, everybody rushes because they're like, holy shit, this, this guy's cured. Like, obviously this thing's working. It's not snake oil at all. We should all just go and, you know, trample over Speedy and this rat tail pizza to buy our fortunes and stuff. Well, and so the reason that oh. people were so excited is the boneheads were in on it. Oh, yeah, they, got... they fully get paid off. Yeah. I was like, because yeah, after Speedy gets trampled, he's like, he sees, no, he doesn't. No, it's just the, okay, cut that out. <laughs> um, But yeah, so like, yeah, you, you see that it's like an actual like snake oil scam that's happening. Mm -hmm. Oh man. So, you know, Speedy gets back and to the pizza place and Polly punishes him by making him clean the bathrooms for losing this disgusting pizza. Yeah. Which I mean... Is it really that bad to well, lost that pizza? And as he's on the way home, we get that cl like clip of people giving their wishes. Yep. And like the attractive looking girls, like I want a boyfriend, and it was like okay. And then a cow oh, yeah. walks up. And they're like, maybe wish you for something moral or something yeah. more realistic or something. You don't like have that. enough money or credits for this. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> that's just fucking oh, rude. And the and the person operating it like gives the like quote unquote like attractive one his number and asks if she's free at seven or something. <laughs> oh, because apparently it's not not just a machine. Yeah, it's just someone like behind a machine to, like talking into it. Oh my gosh! But hey, it works. Like we see the big cho the big cheese like rolling in money from this. Like he can yeah. buy those brand name chips. Yep. Well, and then Speedy goes and tries to buy a ticket, but closes as soon as he gets to the front. He finds a ticket on the ground and tries to grab it, but the one of the birds, like, fishes it away on a fishing pole from him. And then Guido also shows up, saying that the, the ticket was actually his, and then they scrap and drop their money, which gives it, like, just more more money for Big Cheese. Well, then we've got, like, this little scene where they see Lucille, like, a moment later. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, on the arm of a deer yeah <laughs> and bd is so pissed that he like goes to get his money back from the guy that stole it and he finds a crow and shakes him down for info yeah not knowing Which he was gonna find this yeah he just like fully walks in and is like oh well i just caught you guys red-handed and he finds out that mr oh no old man monkey bags has invited the gold cluck to his home so the baddies are already like yes I love that name, Monkey Bags. I know. I was like the richest chimpanzee in town. Oh man, it just makes me think of um, the orangutan from Jungle Book a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it would be that kind of guy or oh, that yeah. kind of monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so finding out that you know the Golden Cluck is all a scam, plot twist. Um, the cats go back to get ready to transform to fight crime, where we get our massive Sailor Moon transformation that well, in its full edit. You're missing a weird line, though. <gasps> What's the weird line? As it cuts back to the shop, Francine's getting a call from Al Dente. But she picks up the phone and the first thing she says is, you're not supposed to call me here. 
Where is he supposed to call her then? I don't know. Maybe she does have a real home. She is the owner of the shop and it's incredibly it busy. It is true. Yeah, she could have she could also be loaded and have her own home. Yeah. Despite the housing then, crisis. Yeah. But then we get the fight scene or the fight sorry, uh, the transformation scene. So that they go to Monkey Bag's house where he's passed out and, you know, the big or bad bird thinks that he can ride, uh, rob him blind. And then, you know, Pizza Cats arrive. So fighting has to start. It's not they're not fighting a golden chicken. No. It's because it starts to explode into a hentai tentacle monster i literally wrote my notes don't make a hentai joke don't make a hentai joke and uh here we are (laughs) i'm sorry but it is and the first thing that the two boys say is don't let it get (laughs) polly this show is not for children and then it grabs polly and guido yep oh (laughs) so then you know of course general caton needs to get called in to help them again another pizza cat who's apparently better than they are why are they the ones always getting sent out there yeah i have no idea like they feel like they're like the b team what's like it's like oh new york's being attacked should we call the avengers it's like no call the high school kids you got well why is there better people for the job yeah why are we not calling the better people in for this i don't know but this guy's like a tank yep and just like robot blasts all the tentacles off of this thing like instantly yeah like no problem at all and of course how does the day get saved oh my gosh speedy uses his sword oh my god the same way he has in all the past episodes fucking revolutionary i've never seen (laughs) such writing before oh my gosh this the 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 genius and you know originality (laughs) god yeah and then we get the and then we get the line time to strike our pose guys it's almost too self-aware it's yeah it's like it it passes that point where like breaking the fourth wall is like funny and cheeky and just goes like all right we get it i understand it's not an episodic series and you've got to have like kids be able to watch it and be entertained by the fast moving action and the funny little lines but my god have like some variance yeah in how it goes not just the same basically basically the same episode every week like it's the same fucking thing every time um <laughs> I, yeah it's like 60 to 70 percent of the same stuff every episode and then there's yeah. just like the tiny little bit of that they've changed it's it's the power rangers if they got a couple sex jokes yeah and it were animated really cats. Is. <laughs> yeah it 100 is now what did you have the title of episode five Okay, mine was an idol is born, a honey tra- a honeyed trap in show business. Okay. What the one yours? I got <laughs> from Crunchyroll was titled Let the Seller Beware. <laughs> and I had to go back and watch the episode a little bit while reading your notes to make sure that we are <laughs> still watching the same episodes. You're like, hang on. And thankfully we were. But oh, this man. this one has a character who I learned is very ingrained in some people's minds for their their path to furryhood. Is it Princess Violet? Princess V. Princess V. During my digging, I learned that people were like, yeah, you know, Polly was cute, but Princess V, the the cute little bunny with the rosy cheeks and the oh, no. the the attitude who was also very clearly noted as being 18 years old. I the mean, only person fine. we hear an age of is is of Princess V, because the writers knew what they were doing. 
Well, and she's got to get married off. But no, it actually wasn't marriage. So I thought it was going to be marriage. But the episode starts off and she's pretty woke about this. Like she understands that her role in the monarchy is just to be a figurehead. She's like, we don't need monarchy. We don't need a figurehead. I don't need to do any of this. And yeah. I thought it's because she was going to be married off. No, it's because she doesn't want to go to school anymore and she learn, doesn't want to learn math. <laughs> she's not being married. It's literally like, I don't want to do math. I want friends. Her like caretaker was like, friends? Why would you need that? <laughs> and like, I feel you, Princess V. I also don't want to have to do hard math. And I would much oh, rather have a bunch of friends. Neither. And for some reason, my job has been involving more and more math, which has been weird. Right? Oh my but, gosh, I do drafting. And I'm like, all this is is mathematical sculpture. <laughs> exactly. I have to know fractions. And we, we cut back to our, our pizza shop and we see Speedy sneezing all over a pizza and ruining it. And so to fix it, he throws a bunch more ingredients on it and he goes, where's the catnip? And he's like, oh, we're, we're out of catnip. And he's like, oh, man. And he's like, did you have a lot of the catnip already? And then Guido's like, you know, moderation is key, which <laughs> is like a, a play at catnip and pot. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because um, Speedy says that he's sneezing because Lucille is talking about him. Yeah, he can feel it. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, man. And so they get their ass kicked by Polly, who's pissed that they waste all these ingredients on an extra shitty pizza. I mean, fair. And we, we jump back again to cute little Princess V. Who trying to do math. Is trying to do math. And she she makes a self-proclamation. Like She literally calls herself a burnout she's like who wants an 18 year old burnout oh i uh, thought it i thought she said she was burnt out i didn't hear that she said she called herself a burnout yeah she called herself a burnout my note is she's a self-proclaimed burnout who hates bad jokes and has a ghost fetish because she finds out that there's like a yeah, ghost like that might be in the basement strange noises and, and stuff like that so excited oh yeah she's like Blushes this is she's, something she's great. ready to go yep she and wants we, to meet him yeah meet the ghost we cut to our quote-unquote cause of the ghost, which is Seymour Cheese. Whose what? No. latest scheme, I know, right? Whose latest scheme is to create a carousel that spins the whole city that makes them dizzy enough that they can be taken control of. Which, like, I love this plan. This plan is hilarious. Oh my gosh. And of course, forgetting that he hates the pizza cats is forced to order pizza for the hungry crew that are working on this um this like all the crows that are working on this like yeah for 22 hours yeah for 22 they hours need straight a, they need a union they need so, to unionize yeah, yeah they do and so he orders three dozen pizzas from the pizza cats right the people who are like his arch nemesis and so speedy flies off to make the delivery mm -hmm. and he decides like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna infiltrate this place because i'm already being let in i might as well have some fun so he goes and he delivers the pizza and he like waits till they stop looking at him and well, because he, he goes, crashes, he crashes into the big cheese who is yeah. cross-dressing. Yes. And this is exactly. the first time, apparently he does it quite a bit in this series. And this is the first time we see him cross-dressing and they kiss, which is adorable. Oh, right. Because he, he lands right on his lips. Yep. And they, they are not a fan of that. <laughs> Oops, I just, I happen to fall on right here <laughs> on your lips. Oh, no. He goes to leave and like infiltrate this place and he runs into Princess Violet. Who takes him at knife point. She's like, you're really cute. And then Speedy looks at the camera basically and says, oh, we didn't rehearse this scene. As if it's Rich. like a sex scene joke. And then they fall down a shaft and are chased by a boulder. And as they're but being chased being pushed by dung beetle. And as they're being chased by this boulder, the announcer 
comes in and he goes, I have no idea what's happening in this episode. Don't yep, tell which, the producer that the writers aren't sure what they're doing. Yep. Which is funny because literally I was like watching this part and I was like, what is going? I don't know what is going on. And then the narrator said that line. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm, I, 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 it's good yeah. that I don't know what's going even, on. Even the writers were unsure what they were watching. <laughs> which is, which is, which is at least made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot. Okay. This is a really funny line. When, when he was flying out of the, the cannon to, to go to the, the place to deliver the pizzas, the thing that the kid says is like, uh, is that a shooting star? And the mom goes, no, honey, that's a spy satellite for keeping track of Congress. <laughs> oh my gosh. This show is ridiculous. Here's the thing. Princess Violet is dumb. She's adorable, but mm -hmm. she's super dumb. <laughs> yep. I can see why like kids were like, no, oh, that's my favorite. She's so cute. <laughs> but that's where it should have stopped. The <laughs> fan art was too much. A, a lot. Um, <laughs> And so speedy, take, what was it say? Did you take notes for your drawing? <laughs> no. Are those going to be your reference photos? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to be drawing princess Vi's feet. Oh, yeah. You're not going to draw her hawks. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they are running, running, running. They get away. And mm. Speedy is like, we got to figure this out. Something's going on. But he's out of power, which I don't yeah. understand because he's not yeah, a robot. He, he gets a hammer. But, like someone hits him in the head with a hammer on the like the weird gem on his head. Well, the hammer yeah. breaks and he makes a joke about thanks God for cat's eye, which is like a jewel type. Yeah. But he's out of power. Don't tell me about jewels. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. So he's out of power and they see the carousel being built and they get caught and this giant bug thing proceeds to kick his ass. So he dings his little bell on his neck, which calls for help. Mm -hmm. And we get the other pizza cats who get in the thing where they do the whole transformation scene, but they didn't do it. They skipped it. There was no the, song. What? It, they just got in the oven and then shot out the cannon. But but how will we know this is the pizza cats? I, I, I blew my mind. I was like <laughs> five episodes in and we finally stopped doing it for once. <laughs> They'll probably do it in the sixth episode. But so as yeah. they're flying over, the kid goes, mom, can I have a giant gun that I can put in my, in my, in our roof to like shoot myself out of? And the mom says, of course, son, but only if you promise not to grow up to be a lawyer. <laughs> and the little kid says, don't worry, mom, I'd rather make an honest living. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think the writer may have had a bit of a, uh, bit of a problem with some lawyers in the past i think so too and i i feel like they probably had some problems with some lawyers after the show uh, no they had full rights they had full I rights mean, i mean so i'm just thinking about like some of the bonkers shit they put in here i mean let's be honest they should have been arrested for the show <laughs> probably yeah it's bat shit crazy speaking of yep. bat shit crazy we meet oh my bat cat whoa <laughs> who is called to help them because the other cats arrive and realize, oh, we forgot to bring his his charge pack. Sorry. Yep. Oh, so they call Bat Cat, who can fly, apparently. And they literally say that they're only calling him because the writers can't figure out a solution to this problem. So they're going to call someone else in. Because <laughs> they don't know how the cats can solve it themselves. Oh my gosh, this show. And they, of course 
They fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. They fight, and how do they fight? They fight the exact same way as every other time. Well, and the thing, the funny thing was, like, the dung beetle character turns around and a blade comes out of his butt. Yep. And so they're just sword fighting with this robotic beetle's butt. But then, like, the dung beetle pushes them against the wall and then shoots shaving cream out of his ass. And apparently, oh, I like, forgot about that. Yeah, that was and the shaving weird. sticks them to the wall. It was a little too gooey. Yeah. And then we get the line, there's more at stake here than a shaved cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> it's literally just the writers seeing what they can get away with. On, like, children's television. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Why TV said... Fuck it, we ball, fam. Yeah, YTV was like, we're not really a kid's network. We're just cartoons. Yeah, and they let them just, they just let them run with it. They obviously win, of course. Yep. Well, yeah, because Speedy has his blade again. Yeah, but this time... What do, what do Polly and Guido do? He has his umbrella that paralyzes people. And when she can, they... like, hypnotize people with her love. I know, but, like, they never are the people, like... They, they're never the ones who, like, deliver the, yeah. like, final blow or whatever. It's always Speedy it's and always his samurai speedy. swords. But so when he wins, this time we actually see Big Cheese. Yeah. Or Mr. Gets, Cheese. Seymour Cheese. He gets Seymour found cheese. out. But he gets away with it when they're like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, I, uh, I'm making an amusement park underground for everyone. <laughs> and then Prince... Princess Violet's so bored. We, yeah, I then, wanted to make her a theme park. Yeah, and she's like, all right, well, I expect it done in a week or else you're going to be in trouble. Bye. Yep. Yep. And it just ends with him being like, the fuck am I going to build this in a week? Yep. And then explodes. And it explodes because he's angry because he's a fucking that's robot. helping. <laughs> and that's our that's our five episodes of. And like, here's the thing. The way that we're explaining this and breaking it down is not going to give you the true understanding of this show you no. need to watch these episodes Absolutely. and listen to the things they say because we only picked up and wrote a few of them there yeah, are there's so much every couple lines like this entire podcast could have been just about the lines that we hear yeah because it, it is was just like bah, 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 constant. Bah. like oh my gosh there's a there's there was a line and they they went over it but they erased it so that you couldn't see where it was because I don't think my parents would have been cool with me watching this if they understood, no. you know, if, if they knew that I understood any of it. I'm Although gonna, I'm going to introduce the show to my nephews. Please do. <laughs> Your sister will love that. Oh, she'll be so excited. But I, I, I say that my dad probably wouldn't, you know, want me listening with the possible innuendos I might pick up on. But then I remember when I was a kid, I would play Goldeneye on the N64. And sometimes he would join me for like a multiplayer, like shoot off. And... One time he was like, oh, I'm going to pick Natalia. And I was like, why? And he was like, she's got big rockets. I don't think he realized that I picked up on what he was getting at. Oh, my gosh. Um, but <laughs> I did. Incredible. So I guess if he knew that, he probably wouldn't have let me watch the show because he knew I would have been picking up on all the stuff that uh, <laughs> people were saying. I was a kid on the Internet in the early 2000s. In I the mean, 90s. Yep. like I, I had dial up. Man. when the first pokemon website came out like it was it was a lot of stuff you could find <laughs> back in my day back in my, back in my day in the early 2000s 
There was only a few websites, and if you went on the wrong one, you'd see some horrible shit. You would get traumatized. That's why I only went on Dolls Mania. Oh my, were you a dolls person? Oh, hell yeah. You gotta, like, put them in different outfits. (laughs) The glitter effects and all that jazz? Yeah, they were amazing. I remember having to wait, like, 20 minutes for the page to load, but (laughs) once it did, I was stoked. I have a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cock tease some people here. I have a story of the first website I ever went to that I will tell one day. Today is not that day, but I'll tell it one day. But I have another funny one where I was trying to set up an email when I was like 10. I asked my sister what I should use, and she said, go to hotmail.com. Oh, no. Did you type in (laughs) M-A-L-E? Of course you did. Who didn't? And I was like, hotmail.com. Load, load, load. Penis. Just all the peen butthole oh and i was like huh, huh, huh. and i went to my mom i was like mom mom something happened i just need to tell you in case she's the internet history it wasn't me i was trying to find a, the website to make my email at and, and then like, she quickly put me on child block oh yeah that was like the old days of like limewire i remember trying to download <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember trying to download a music video for the academy is which like yes i was an emo kid and i opened it and it was very much just straight porn and i was like like thinking back to it now and i'm like who hit porn in the academy is no like, people just not did a, that because like it was funny market. you'd be like yeah. all right i'm downloading the newest season of digimon and you open up and you're like that's not the digimon i remember <laughs> angie Wilmot's getting hit by Angemon pretty hard it's getting railed yeah. And uh, oh. there was many a times where I'd have to go to my dad and be like, Dad, if you see something on the computer in any of the files, it was not purposeful. It was an accident, <laughs> I swear. It was unintentional. So, I think the characters are well designed. I think they're funny. Yeah. I think, like, you know, Mr. Cheese looks great. All the characters that are supposed to be the things they are look great. The little crow guys, they look great. Yep. The animation's a little rough. Uh, yeah, very repetitive. So repetitive. Like, within, like, like within the same literal, like, minute, they'll repeat stuff. And oh, it's, yeah, like, absolutely. Un- unashamed. Even though it's a little rough, though, it's kind of charming. Yeah, I think, I don't know, there was, like, part of it that was kind of charming, because you're like, it is this, like, children's cartoon, probably not, like, the biggest budget, stuff like that, but... It was kind of like the, all the meta jokes and stuff like that. Like, after a while, I was like, okay, come on, guys. We can we can do better. I don't know. Yeah. And know that you're that's that's kind of exactly it. It's like it's a kid's it's a kid's show. So it understandably the animation doesn't have to be too crazy. It was for like not like 14 year olds. It was for like little kids. Eight year olds. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, especially, obviously, when it originally was made. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the first little bit you're like okay it's kind of charming it's pretty simple it's basic lots of fun colors and like (laughs) good little slapstick and then it repeats and it repeats and it repeats and it repeats and you're like hey guys the charming level's going away and then it repeats and it repeats and it repeats and you're like all right well (sighs) there goes the 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 initial you know super joy and love because here's the thing sailor moon has the same like repeating thing like moon prism power but at least we get like a cool little like transformation scene in that. Yeah. And it's like a lot shorter than this one. Cause the one when they yeah. transform, like you said, it's so long. Mm-hmm. 
it's at least 30 to 40 seconds yep um and it just at least in that one too like it, it's just i don't know i, I don't know where i'm going with this it, it seemed so charming at first and then it fell off pretty quick yeah like i definitely watched the last episode today and like definitely was like kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and i was like i just uh all right fine i'll watch one more episode of this show because it, it does like become either too much or just too repetitive and yeah it's hard to like stay motivated to keep watching it i found yeah and like the yeah. music was fun yeah. but also very repetitive it's like oh, they yeah. had four songs for the whole series and that was it yeah they had no budget for anything else no just there you go that's your music see you later yep um and then you know we get to the writing which here's the thing some of that writing is genius oh yeah it is funny as all hell and especially like now that i know that it was because there was like missing scripts and they just had to like watch it and just go for it like i kind of have a little bit more like good for you guys and then for I, trying to like make it work i feel the same way but part of me is also like they could have made like an actually good show mm -hmm. like good good like proper good not just funny because it's like we're adults now watching it but like they could have made it proper good so I'm on the fence where I'm like, this is amazing. It's also not. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's had a weird history, this show, because Saban eventually collapsed and the rights to it were bought by Fox, which obviously would later be acquired by Disney. I was like, so it's a Disney show now? Well, it was. So it sat on Disney for like a decade. Wow. And it literally went, Disney didn't want it being released anywhere, ever. That's how much they hated it. They even went out of their way to legally bar the Pizza Cats edition to the uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom game. Oh, wow. And and barring Tatsunoko from releasing any DVDs or merchandise in Japan, not just America, in Japan. Why? Because they owned the full rights due to like the collapse of Saban. However, in 2012, the rights went back to them uh, when... I guess Disney either let it go or they sold it or it just expired or something. And they released a full official Japanese DVD box set in 2012. And it was the top selling DVDs uh, for weeks. Interesting. Which is kind of weird because I, I don't know. I guess people really wanted to have their pizza cats back in 2012. <laughs> the nostalgia. They were just like, we need to overdose on this. But since then, since then, uh, Tatsunoko has been releasing annual merch for the samurai pizza cats like what kind of merch so this was actually hard to google because okay. there's a band called samurai pizza cats what what kind of music do they do does it say like metalcore oh man i love it but yes there are there are special releases they do in japan only they are hard to find apparently now i don't regret watching this no i think it gives me something very funny to talk about i kind of want to go back and watch like one of the episodes but like the japanese versions just to see what it like with is, subtitles on yeah to see kind of what the actual plot of the show is like supposed to be for that episode 
it's prob it's I guarantee you it's a thousand times different. Oh, I bet you. I bet you it definitely is. So like I'm not I'm not sad we watch it. I'm glad I did no. because now I can like talk about it. Like a buddy of mine was very excited we were watching this. So I can make some some jokes with him about it. Will I watch more? No. 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 I will not watch more. <laughs> but I I'm think punned it's, out. I am punned out for today, exactly. Yep. But before we let you go, I gotta do the usuals. I gotta tell you to follow us everywhere. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikToks. We post a lot of cool videos on TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. Everything is at Animates. That is written out like the name of the show. Anim 80s. Yeah, just um, look down at where you're listening to yeah, this and it'll give you exactly. the spelling. It'll show you right there. It's super easy. Then go follow us because yeah. we're sexy people and we would love your follows. Yeah, you can see me dressed up as uh, the girl from Dirty Pair in our images. Ooh. You know, it's pretty hot. Yep. I mean, the beard uh, just really makes it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then make sure you don't actually follow us on the platform you're listening on. That, mm -hmm. uh, and rate us. Yeah, if you if you if you didn't have any laughs today, please don't rate us. Yeah, don't do that. If you if did have some us, laughs though. today, please do rate us. Uh, preferably <laughs> at least a four or higher. Um, that would be great. And make sure that after you do that, uh, you go and you tell your cat or your dog that you love them. And if you don't have a cat or a dog, you can be like Lindsay and hug your rabbits. And if you don't have any pets at all, what do you I'm do with sorry. your time? Yeah, what do you? What do you do? What does your house friends? smell like? <laughs>